Cristiano Ronaldo! Hey guys, welcome to the Free Flow Football Podcast. I'm Ahit Gamaj, and today we're going to be going through the Champions League draw. This is our first episode on our new host, which is Anchor. We decided to switch things over, make things a little bit easier, and I am joined on a conference call by my good friend Nick Delaney. Nick, how are you, man? I'm doing great. How are you, Mahith? Pretty good. Pretty excited about this draw, to be honest. There's a couple of great matchups in here. Mm-hmm. Very good. It's it's looking like it's going to be one of the uh, more exciting round of 16s in a while. Yeah, and I think all of, I mean, into the quarterfinals, I think there's a very good chance that we will see a lot of very good teams there as well. Um, but we will see some go out, uh, you know, with some of these matchups. Uh, we'll mm-hmm. start with Manu versus PSG, because I think this is one that's been in the news a lot lately, especially with Manu. With Jose Mourinho having a little feud with Paul Pogba. As always. And, uh, yeah, and man, Pogba's been benched for the last three games. and he, he didn't even touch the pitch against Liverpool, so there's definitely something going on there. Oh. And yeah. uh, He's been rumored to go back to Juventus, and that is, uh, that's just unfair. But, I mean, jo- Jose seems to always have, have it sticking out for uh, Pogba. Doesn't like the guy. For whatever reason, he does this to some players. Iker Casillas back in Real Madrid, he completely... Mm-hmm. Basically killed his career at uh, Real Madrid, really. Um, yeah. And, I mean, he shatters yeah. confidence, but the players that buy into his system really get the boost. I just don't see it with this United team. Yeah, I uh, I think it's very hard to see if the players are really taking to his ideas because they don't look inspired. They don't look confident whatsoever. And against Liverpool, they got rolled over. Um can't string passes together. Can't really. They in every game they seem to really be just pressed into their own own half against bigger teams and against Liverpool, who are their biggest rivals. It was kind of embarrassing over the weekend, and now they're playing a team in PSG who are very similar to Liverpool in a way. Um, United did beat Juventus in the group stage, but a lot of people saw that as sort of an outlier, as as a situation that um, is very rare <laughs> where they beat a team as good as Juve. Mm-hmm. Do you think they can compete with PSG and their firepower? Well, I think I think the back line of United is has always been the really a bad problem with them. Mm-hmm. Mourinho is generally known for being a very defensive type of manager. Usually, yeah. a a four two three one he generally plays, especially mm-hmm. at his days when he won in Chelsea a couple of years ago. Yeah, but I am. I think they can compete. Whether they can win, I don't think so. I don't think that Lukaku has the uh, has the magic touch right now or the magic form to guide that team. Their star player, who is always going to be Paul Pogba as long as he's there, um, is just being ostracized, really, by <laughs> his manager. Yeah. Um, and there's no one else that I can think of who can really put on a performance – against a PSG team that has Neymar Cavani Mbapp and has a, has a pretty good goalie. I believe Buffon will be the Champions League starter. Yeah, I think so, yeah. And even even though we've had criticisms of Thiago Silva and Marquinhos, yeah. I think those those two can definitely handle a yeah. big, big player like um, a Lukaku or a Lingard. Definitely. But who yeah. knows, if, if Lukaku can really get on his form, that size will always cause a problem for anybody. There's yeah. not many players in soccer who are 6'3 and probably weigh about 210 to 215 <laughs> pounds. Yeah. Um, obviously, this is not the NBA or the NFL, but it's got to be said mm-hmm. personally for me. 
Yeah, and the thing about Lukaku is we know there's quality in there somewhere, and it's bound to come out at some point. And who knows? I mean, United will be hoping it is against PSG, but I think this will be a really big task for them. But PSG aren't perfect. They did lose to Liverpool at Anfield um, early in the group stage. They did beat them at home, though. Um, And they drew Napoli at home. I mean, these are good teams. United is a good team, and they're not completely convincing against the large teams as we saw in previous years as well. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. I think the way United's form is going right now, I think PSG are firm favorites. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you look at PSG in the Ligue 1 standings, they're they're running away with this already. 14 mm-hmm. wins, 2 draws, 44 points, 49 goals for, and then 10 goals against. Yeah. With those two draws coming in the past two games, one of them against Bordeaux, who's generally not a bad team. But, mm-hmm. um, I mean, when they've competed against Liverpool and Napoli, they've... Uh, you could say they struggled a bit. I mean, that's not an unfair statement. Mm-hmm. But it's just, it's hard for me to see PSG choking against a United team like this. Yeah. If you were telling me maybe 20, 2011, 2010 United, I'd mm-hmm. pick United just because of the fact that I don't trust PSG, Tuchel or no Tuchel, um, Neymar yeah. or no Neymar even. Even Mbappe and Cavani, that front three I think is is on par with uh, a Liverpool, a, a Barcelona. But yeah. I think PSG most likely gets this done. Yeah, I, I think PSG will be pretty happy with the draw. I mean, yeah. they avoided Spurs, they avoided Atleti, who I think could have caused them problems. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But United, I don't think, is going to be a massive task for them. So you're, you're picking PSG win then? I think PSG, I think the fact that Mbappe and Neymar are such fast wingers... And then you put into the fact that Cavani, I know that he also has some criticisms. Yeah. But he's always a hard, hard, hard worker. And mm-hmm. he finishes, he generally finishes when he needs to. And yeah. I think I think he'll still be there, even though him and Neymar and Mbappe might not get along too well. Cavani yeah. always does pull through for club, especially country as well. But yeah, I'd pick PSG. Yeah, I, I would pick PSG as well. What I really liked about them in the group stage and like throughout the season, like in total, uh, Thomas Tuchel has sort of changed the formation. They play, I think, mostly with a back three now with the mm-hmm. with um, the three up front, of course. But uh, this sort of fixed a lot of their issues because I think they had a bit of an issue with you know work rate and players not tracking back. Mm-hmm. Having the extra extra center back along with having just the double pivot in midfield has allowed them to sort of be in great positions even when they have the ball, which I think mm-hmm. has made it easier mm-hmm, for mm-hmm. Neymar especially to sort of get on the ball and, and be more Not free. tracked back. Yeah. As in, he, he's been like, he, he's looked a lot like Messi in uh, whenever I watch PSG. Of course, not like, you know, it's that level, but just yeah, yeah. picking the ball up and and just doing the same things Messi does, just finding the center forward in the box and just doing everything, running in behind, coming short, yeah, shooting, he, he, and then finding a final ball. He's been relieved of um, his defensive duties. Yeah, basically. The, the one question I'll always have about PSG is, is their midfield up to par? Um, mm-hmm. Who are they going to really count on? Is Verratti going to show up? I've heard yeah. that Rabio has been um, pretty decent overall. But, yeah, uh, but uh, I think he's gone in uh, January. Yeah, there's been some play. hardcore rumors about him leaving yeah. too, which is interesting to say the least. Yeah. 
All right, so we can move on to Liverpool Bayern, which is just as good a matchup, if not even better. Liverpool, of course, the defending cha- or defending runners up, sorry, from last year, and Bayern um, struggling this year. You know, the, mm-hmm. you would think that they're shoe ins to win the Bundesliga every year, but that has been <laughs> completely yeah. erased with Dortmund doing so well. They're nine points behind Dortmund right now, which is a massive, massive gap mm-hmm. at this point of the season. Um, but Liverpool, complete opposite. They're undefeated and at the top of the Premier League. Ahead of Man City, who we'll talk about later. But, I mean, a couple of years ago, if this matchup was in the Champions League, you would say Bayern 100%. I'd put my house on Bayern if this was, yeah. say, three or four years ago. Yeah. The big problem I've, I've had with Bayern is the fact that they've, they've been content with their team. Mm-hmm. Being content yeah. with your teams or being content with your skill is really just a recipe for um, losing power. And mm-hmm. I think that's what's kind of happened over this season. Dortmund's yeah. come out with fast, young, athletic players. Um, Royce, who is we've we've known is is probably going to be the forgotten great player of this yeah. era through all the injuries. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, they've just gotten stale. They still have Ribery Robin. Muller's yeah. still playing con- consistently over a player who definitely should be a, a no-brainer for starter in Hamez. Yeah. Um, Boateng has definitely lost his touch. Neuer, as much as it's blasphemy for me to say this, isn't what he was maybe even a year or two ago. Yeah. Um, they, they, and they don't have the manager. That, that yeah. Croatian manager, I can't, I can't remember his name. Niko Kovac. Yeah, Niko Kovac. Kovac is just, is, is not a good manager. He's good for yeah. a team like Frankfurt. He's not yeah. Fit for a team like Bayern. Yeah, I would definitely have to agree with you there. I mean, throughout the first few games of the season, you could you could maybe give him a bit, a bit of leeway, give him some space. You know, he's still building the team, but now with the talent they should have, mm-hmm. um, and in the league they are in, third place is not good enough, no. and not being able to even beat Ajax in in the group stages in two attempts, I think, is really telling of how far they've fallen. In Especially just, when in just the last year. Oh my bad. Especially when they were about what, what was it three one, they were, weren't they up about three one against Ajax, yeah, yeah, and then yeah. Ajax comes back after mm-hmm. Muller's stupid trying to get into MMA or something. I don't know what the heck he was doing there, <laughs> trying to do a, a, a flying kick or something like that. Yeah. And they they concede a goal in the eighty second and the ninety fifth minute to Ajax. Now yeah. Ajax is a good team, don't get me wrong, but I mean if you're buying that. That that owner must be just absolutely infuriated. Yeah, but but then again, you have to look at the board and think that some of this is their fault as well. Because instead of going out and signing players, high profile players who are going to improve the team over mm-hmm. the course of the next five six years, like Barcelona have, like Liverpool have, like Man City have, they've gone for cheap options from the Bundesliga. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Sandro Wagner was signed as a striker, and he is not Bum. a. Good- Bum. Um, Bum. Leon Goretzka hasn't been up to yeah, and Leon Goretzka hasn't been up to standard. They uh, haven't replaced Robin and Ribery whatsoever. No, you know, I mean, a, a good a good Champions League contending team has to have world class wingers and Bayern. I mean, they stuck with the same guys for far too long, and now they're into their mid to late thirties, and yeah. they're gone. I, I mean, I think Aryan Robin has already confirmed that he's leaving at the end of the year. Yeah, I think he's retiring even because yeah. he's. He's oh, done yeah. international football. 
this mm-hmm. year, yeah. and and I'm sure I'm sure Robin doesn't even want to play for another team unless it's yeah. Byron, and I'm sure he's gonna be done. Um, I mean, obviously signing Alfonso Davies is a step in the right direction, but yeah, the kid's 17. Mm-hmm. He had one great season for Whitecaps in the MLS. Yeah, you know, that's a lot of an immediate uh, impact. The yeah. ones who are they're gonna look for are Kingsley Coleman, who has yeah. injury problems, and then Serge Gnabry, who um hasn't always been the greatest player. I mean, I know I know Gnabry's playing well this year, but uh, he's not really one of those you know for sure yeah. going to produce. Really, the players. only player that I can think of that I've been impressed with that Bayern bought is uh, Suli. Yeah. I mean, I think I think that guy is a phenomenal player, but mm. there's just they need to keep on buying yeah. players, not just cheap Bundesliga players that you hope that since they're German they're going to be playing for Bayern and they're going to be yeah. great. You mm. know, I mean, and again, Muller is just has dropped off yeah. the face of this planet. I don't yeah. know what he's doing. I don't know where he's going. Yeah, as and, has the uh, um, Jerome Boateng has been. Yeah. completely awful in the past year or so. Mm-hmm. And uh, I really do think that he should be their third choice now behind Hummels and Sula. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, Liverpool are flying, completely yeah. flying. And, you know, they're the ones who who Bayern should be looking towards as, you know, somebody to look look up to kind of to copy their model because Liverpool have mastered the art of building a squad in the past couple of years. I mean, they found three world-class forwards for less than $40 million each, which is nuts, in Mane, Salah, and Firmino. And then um, free transfers and academy um, prospects they used to fill in sort of depth holes. They got Milner for free, Joel Matip for free, Trent Alexander-Arnold came up from the academy. Um, They found cheap, cheap bargains from lower teams that ended up being top players. Andy Andy Mm -hmm. Robertson cost $7 million. Jordan yeah, that's pretty. Yeah, Jordan Shakiri cost thirteen million, and Joe Gomez, who is a top center back, cost them two million. Or yeah, something like that. He, he seems like he's uh, Joe Gomez is is really, you know, every time I watch Liverpool, they, he's starting and he's playing. Yeah, well. exactly. That's the thing. And then when then it's, Liverpool, the also the, oh sorry, the, also the thing about Liverpool is when they need to splash the cash yeah. on a player in a position that they need, like Allison yeah. for. Um, Minulayer, Casiris, Casiris. Sorry, my bad. Um, they do it, and Byron has not. You know, they yeah. they have that. When was the last time they spent a huge amount mm-hmm. on a player? Yeah, even the only big player they, they brought in was Hamas. It was on a loan, so not much. Yeah, two-year loan, and it looks like Hamas is going to go right back yeah. to Real Madrid. Yeah, that's actually exactly what I was going to say about Liverpool. Is like the last part of their squad they knew what to do with was splash the cash yeah. where you needed. Van Dijk cost seventy-five million, Allison cost sixty-something million, and nobody's talking about how expensive they were because everybody knows no. how how big those signings have been for them. When Paul Pogba signed for for United for eighty-something million, people talked about that for years. People still talk about that that in a negative way. But Van Dyke, yeah. <laughs> Van Dyke's fee has has disappeared. Nobody's talking about that because he was worth it. Same with Allison. Mm-hmm. He's gotten yeah. them. Yeah, he's gotten them to a Champions but League yeah. final. He's making Liverpool look like they can win their first um Premier. first league title in about twenty nine yeah. years. And that's uh quite an achievement. Um, and Fabinho and Keita still haven't. We haven't still seen the full effect of them yet. But yeah. I think that'll come in time. Um, they were both expensive as well, but. 
yeah, I mean, this Liverpool team is, is becoming a top team. And Nico Kovac, Bayern's coach, even said earlier today that this was the worst possible draw that they could have gotten. And, you know, they could have gotten Spurs. Um, they could have gotten Atletico Madrid. But, you know, it's Liverpool who they were, who they were you know, really looking out for. Yeah. And I think Liverpool win this one comfortably. Yeah. Really, I, I still go with Bayern mm-hmm. just by the slimmest of margins. I think Lewandowski is going to be the deciding mm-hmm. factor for that win. Yeah. If he can score, um, I think if they, he can score more than two goals and one of the yeah. ties or say he gets two away goals, I think that they can do it, especially with even though Neuer's is not his, the same. I think Neuer is still top three goalie unless he has a leg cut <laughs> off. Um, so I'm gonna go Bayern slim. Yeah, slim. Going back to like they to Lewandowski, what I've learned about him is not to trust him in big games. <laughs> so yeah, I'm I'm not gonna put too much too much faith in him to deliver. But I think you have to look at which team do you can you which team can you see scoring more? And I think Liverpool. Right. That that is a, it's a fair assessment. I just my gut feeling. If they start Hummels and Suli and Neuer steps up, Lewandowski gets a couple goals and they play Hamas, mm-hmm. I think it could be a different story. I, I mean, I get I get what you mean by Lewandowski not being the greatest yeah. of of big game Champions League yeah. players because against Dortmund he always scores against mm-hmm. them, albeit that's against his former team and we know that when you play against your former team you usually yeah. score. Um. Thiago Alcantara has got to step up. Yeah, he is one of those players that everybody seems to talk he, about, but he never delivers. He and nobody ever yeah. talks about him. Yeah, exactly, because he's he's not he's not performing against the big yeah. clubs. So, Bayern's got a whole head case of questions, and Liverpool looks like the feasty, hungry lion mm-hmm. right now. Yeah, so we can move on to Juventus versus Atletico, which is. A strange tie because both teams aren't, you know, that fluid attacking modern team that we talk so much about these days with Liverpool, Barcelona, and City. But both teams mm-hmm. very tactically disciplined. Both teams have firepower up front. Both teams really strong at the back. Um, both teams really strong in midfield as well. So this is an even matchup until you know that Ronaldo is going to be playing for Juventus. And I think that is mm-hmm. what's going to really take this tie that's what's going to decide this tie, you know? Yeah, I, I I have to agree. I mean, watching Ronaldo all those years against Atletico, the big problem with Atletico has always been crosses into the box. Mm-hmm. I think if Allegri can recognize the fact that they are, that Atleti just, if they don't have Jose Jimenez and um, Diego Godin, mm-hmm. Savage and Lucas Hernandez are just the, the uh, just the beta males in terms of <laughs> headers because Ronaldo and especially now that he's with Mandzukic yeah. are the the two headed monster of destruction yeah. when it comes to the air. I think if Allegri puts puts his brains together and thinks go out to the wide, get Douglas Costa, get um, uh, Shao Cancelo, who looking like one of the oh, best yeah. right backs I've seen play yeah. in a while. Um, if he gets those guys to cross it all the time and yeah, that's that's I think the one of the big tipping points tactically, mm-hmm. like in a, on a small small scale. But I think uh, Atletico, if they get Diego Costa back during around February, because it's February twentieth that they play in the Wanda yeah. Metropolitano, mm-hmm. 
that's always a tough place to play for any club, regardless. Yeah. Um, it's the fact that can Juve win at home? Because Atletico is not good on away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They haven't been this year, especially. Um, and I think I think you're right. I think Ronaldo's the big difference maker. Yeah. If it, this was last year and they have Higuain up against against uh, Atletico, that's uh, I think that's a 50-50 and I lead towards Atletico. Okay. This year, not so much. I think with also Benucci back, yeah. um, it really makes this Juventus team, who I think is the favorite to win the whole thing, that much. Yeah, better. and you speak about Juve being your favorite to win, and I think that's the case for a lot of people. I think a lot of people are mm-hmm. banking on Juve to win this year finally. You know, they tried for so long, and buying Ronaldo is supposed to push them over the edge. But now they're mm-hmm. facing a very good Atleti team, and they have to win this. If You know, th- this is such a highly anticipated season for them. Um, yeah, I think they, they have no choice but to win against Atleti. They did lose to United in the group stage, with I, which I thought was really embarrassing for them. <laughs> Consider- Especially at home. Yeah, exactly. Especially at home. Um, it's not, <laughs> although it was my favorite picture of the year, when Mourinho does that little yeah. um, listen to me yeah. now kind of thing, which is just pure Mourinho, yeah. really. Um you know, it gives a couple questions. They also lost to young boys. Yeah, I forgot young about that. Boys, yeah. young, young boys. I mean, although it's although it's the last game, yeah, it's still it's still a Champions League mm-hmm. game. Um, and I mean, oof. yeah, you never you never know. Juve has had a lot of expectations throughout the years, mm. and they've they've stumbled. This is the this is the battle for, of the second place teams. Yeah. Both of these teams have been second place in the past four of the five Champions League finals. Yeah. Both both have lost to Real Madrid and Ronaldo, yeah. and and Juve's lost to Barcelona. Mm-hmm. But now that Juventus has Ronaldo, the media, the people, really everybody believes. I believe in them, and I think a lot of people do believe in them. However, I would not be surprised if Atletico pulls yeah. the upset like the underdogs that they always have. Mm-hmm. Been. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Um, but you're going for a U of A win here then? I got to say, even though it's not it's not a hard thing to know that I'm an Atletico fan and I, I love my club and I'll cheer for mm-hmm. them for all my heart. It's it's looking like, you know, it's a grim Christmas, yeah. uh, Christmas present. I think Juventus is just, uh, it's just too strong. Mm-hmm. But, Hey, I think this is one of the most intriguing matchups yeah. along with Dortmund Spurs. I think that um I think that Atletico will give them a good run and we'll see we'll see where both clubs are at because Atleti struggled. They should be well uh, more ahead than what they are in La Liga. Yeah. They should not be third. They should be at least definitely pushing more against Barca, mm-hmm. but you know, that that soccer La Liga's picked up this year, especially I've noticed in the small clubs. Yeah. Um, and Juventus has got to prove to me they can smash or they can beat a big team mm-hmm. in Atletico Madrid. Yeah, I think uh, I think this is obviously going to be a low scorer as I think everybody would predict. But I think I think mm-hmm. that the threat of Ronaldo is just going to be too much for Atleti to handle, and I think Juve nick this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And to be fair, Atletico's played against Ronaldo like thirty-one times in the past. I don't know. Nine about nine years since he came there in two thousand nine. Yeah. Um, they know him, yeah. and he knows mm-hmm. them. So we'll have to see. 
Mandzukic is coming back to Madrid for the first time in about or against Atletico for the first time since he left. Um, so I expect a goal from him just because of the fact that one, it's a big game, and two, it's the it, you play against the your former team, you usually yeah, score. That is true, especially for a striker. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. So speaking of Ronaldo and uh, his former team, we move on to Real Madrid versus Ajax, and again the same as Bayern in previous years. If this matchup was on the table. Real Madrid easy win hundred percent, but last year yeah. even I would I would bet my whole yeah. life on. I it. mean even, I mean three time defending champion Real Madrid, are and people are exactly yeah and they're they're struggling massively. They lost twice in the group stage to to CSK Moscow, and the second loss was was a complete demolition. It was three nil, which you would yeah. never expect. I mean, you they already clinched the the top spot in the mm-hmm. group, but. To go at home, mm-hmm. get completely destroyed, lose their first group stage home game since 2009, mm-hmm. get embarrassed by a Russian club who finished last in their group that's generally poor in the Champions League is a horrible look. Yeah. Horrible, horrible look. Akinfeev was known for just years of never getting a clean sheet. Yeah. I think last year was his first time getting a clean sheet in the Champions yeah. League. 50 games, and then he gets one in the Bernabeu, and he, they also, CSK also beats Real Madrid in yeah. Moscow. That's unbelievable. And it's not just yeah. that. I mean, Real Madrid have been struggling in the Liga right from the start of the year. They've already gone through mm-hmm. one manager. Um, Yulen Lopetegui got sacked a couple months ago, and now Santiago Solari's come in, and it looked okay for a while, and then they, they lost a couple games, and then they lost here against CSKA. And, mm-hmm. you know, there's still no, no direction. In Real Madrid, we don't see where they're no. going. They don't have world class coaching. Um, their their stars aren't really firing. Um, Bale, no. Bale, and Benzema have been, you know, they haven't been bad, but they're not replacing no, they're Ronaldo's not. output, which is really the yeah, exactly, goals. yeah. Like nobody's coming it's close. Fifty goals every year. No, they're not going to get that kind of player. It seems as though uh, Courtois is pretty struggling mm-hmm. bad. I mean. I, I don't know if you you say throwing Eker oh sorry not Eker uh, Kaylor Navez yeah. down the line but I think it's I think Kaylor has been given the real short end of yeah. the stick for something that really isn't his fault I mean Real Madrid's always known to be a team that scores yeah. uh, their defense even though Ramos is generally recognized as the best center back in the world and Marcelo is recognized as the best left back in the world and Carvajal and this and that it's not always because of their defending. It's generally because of the fact that they can score whenever. Ra- Ramos is the best set-piece center-back yeah. in a while. Um, and Marcelo should be playing left wing, but plays left yeah. back. Um, so their defense has always been in question personally for mm-hmm. myself. But now with without Ronaldo, they've been exposed. They are they have a Ballon d'Or winner and nobody's talking about Modric yeah. because of the fact that they can't score. Mm-hmm. Benzema is their leading goal scorer in the in the La Liga with six yeah. goals. And, you know, if they were coming up against a Schalke or, or a Roma here, I think um, I think it's an easy win. But Ajax are playing really well in, in domestic league and in the Champions League. I mean, against Bayern twice. They, they competed with them. They drew with them. Um, they're getting out of the mm-hmm. group stage for the first time in quite a while now. And... Yep. They haven't lost a game in the Champions League, and they've got plenty of great players in their in their lineup that can make a difference. Yeah, um, Hakim Ziyech, I think, is going to move to a big club in the summer. 
along with Matthias De Ligt, who is their captain at 19 years old and hasn't lost a game as captain in about 30 fixtures. <laughs> and then Frankie De Jong, is, yeah. him and Frankie De Jong are linked with basically every massive club in the world. But Dusan yeah. Tadic was one of the best players in the Champions League group stages. And then all around the yeah, park, they top players. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, you got to remember this Ajax team went to the Europa League final two years yeah. ago. Um, I mean, that's might not be a super relevant point, but I think that's that's pretty good European experience. I think most of the club has still yeah. come from that mm-hmm. team. Um, they have 14 wins, one draw, and one loss in the, the Eredivisie table with 57 goals for and seven goals yeah. against. Just absolutely smashing that league, even though they're in second with PSV having the same goal differential and the same goal scored and goals yeah. against. But they, they don't have a draw, and Ajax has one draw and one loss. Mm-hmm. PSV is 15-1. and one. But getting back to your point about Bayern, that was a very, very surprising and impressive draw in the last last game. Um, they were up 2-1, and then Bayern came, scored two goals in the 87th and 90th minute, like I said before. And then they scored the 95th minute. I mean, that's uh, that's pretty impressive. Also, they, they had more possession than Bayern, who Bayern is generally known to be a possession yeah. club. They are, and they have hype around these young kids, which generally Ajax is known mm-hmm. for, known for their youth academy. Yeah. Um, and I mean, you know, Huntelaar is, I believe, is one of their strikers generally. Yeah. We'll have to see if uh, he can perform well, if Tadic can perform as good as he did in the group stage. Um, if Daily Blinn could get a hat trick yeah. like he did last week, yeah. I doubt that. Mm-hmm. But just a funny thought. Um, yeah, this Ajax team yeah. is, is yeah. Exciting. And what I like about Ajax is that uh, they've been known as quite a young and experienced team in recent years. But then in the summer they went out and got Tadic, who is thirty, um, got Blind, who is in his late twenties, to add you know proven experience to this team, and it's paying off right now because both of them are playing well. Um, Lassie Shona is in midfield as well. I think he's 32. Uh, but those really are the only really experienced players in this 11, along with Huntelar. The rest are really young talents who are exceeding all expectations. And I think this tie is going to be a lot closer than we might have thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think a lot of people agree with you on that, Mahith. Um Everywhere I see on social media, the comments are, oh, is Real Madrid going to lose this? Is Ajax is going to win this? Now, I think that's partly to do with the Atletico and, and Barca fanboys kind of jumping on the bandwagon of let's let's gut Real Madrid right now because we've seen them win this competition three straight yeah. years. But I think there's some truth to it. But I still got to say that uh, Real Madrid is the favorites mm-hmm. in this. It. It will depend on does Bale perform, does Modric and Cruz perform, um, can Courtois or Kaylor Navez, you never know if they switch goalies before because we still got January to go through, Um, do they make that change? They need to perform because Perez is going to cut their contracts in half and tell him he's keeping the money because that guy does not mess Mm -hmm. around when it comes to losing. Yeah, you're right. And I think this is really a big moment in Real Madrid's season because – even in mm-hmm. the last couple of years when they haven't won the Liga, or last year they didn't win the Liga uh, by quite some distance, and they finished behind Atleti as well. But then in the Champions mm-hmm. League, they turned on the gear, they turned on the Jets, and they won that again for the third time in a row, despite being pretty poor domestically. And, um, you know, they're going to want to do that again this year. Mm-hmm. 
as they always want to be, right? Real Madrid's got to be the best club on the planet. Um, they won this week one nothing against, uh, I believe it was Rayo Vallecano, and um, they got booed off the pitch when it was one nothing because they almost they almost gave up a, a late lead. And I mean that's classic Madrid, yeah. really. Um, everybody wants to go to that club, but the, those fans don't don't ask for a one nothing win. They demand a five yeah. nothing win. They demand three one win. Um, they run people out of town and they don't yeah, care. That's true. It's a it's a cutthroat kind of club, and you have to perform. And they aren't performing right now. Do you? I mean, do you think? I I mean, what's your prediction for the win? You know what? I think Ajax gives them a good fight. Hmm. I just I I can't see Real Madrid losing this because I think if they lose this, Mahith, you think about it: a three-time defending Champions League club that set a record for most consecutive Champions Leagues in the modern era loses to Ajax, yeah. a team that hasn't won the area divisie in a, in about three or four years, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. Um, a youthful team. I mean, I think that that whole club would implode. Yeah. They would have to sell. They would sell some players yeah. because they wouldn't want to deal with that backlash. Yeah. Bale would be gone for mm-hmm. sure. No doubt about that. Benzema, I think his time would be done too. Yeah. Um, uh, they would just, they would explode. So I think Real Madrid through the fact that they know that they have the huge pressure on, and generally they have come through. Yeah. But it's a good question, and this is a good... Like, I'm excited for this tie, too, just for the fact that I think Ajax can pull it mm-hmm. off. I just don't think... They yeah, I, I agree with you 100% there. I think it, it might be a bit too much for them. Um, but mm-hmm. I, I'm excited to see how Ajax's young players do play against Real Madrid, because they might be winning themselves a transfer in the future. Yeah. Okay, so Barca-Leon is a similar matchup, you know, a, a Spanish giant against a uh, budding foreign team. And uh, Le- Leon, mm-hmm. they're a bit on and off. I mean, against Man City in the group stage, they beat them in one game and then drew them in the other. In both games, they were brilliant. 10 out of 10 performances in both. But then in mm-hmm. all the, the other four games against Shakhtar and Hoffenheim, they drew every single one. And, you know, that yeah. nearly jeopardized their spot in, in the round of 16. Because... Yeah, they, they had one win, and that was Man City, mm-hmm. which is – me and you couldn't predict yeah. that. <laughs> if we look back in the tape, I doubt we say that. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, you got to see which which uh, Lyon team shows up. Is it the team that beat Man City and took them to uh, a pretty depth, like like a draw as well? Mm-hmm. Or do we see them against, like, Shakhtar, who – Shakhtar's always been a good team, mm-hmm. but um, I just don't. I don't know if uh, I don't know if I think Barcelona's defense, especially, will will snuff snuff them up a yeah. bit. Will Will Depay step up? Well, they're young. They're two young hyped kids. I can't pronounce their names. Uh, There's one. Uh, no, no, no. And Dombele and Yeah, yeah he, he looks like he's gonna be pretty yeah, good. Definitely. Um, Mendy is a good yeah. fullback as well. Um, Anthony Lopez has generally been a, a solid keeper, not a not a good one that you th- good, not a good enough one that you think hmm a top club should buy him, yeah. but a, a club that like Lyon is a perfect fit for him I think, and um, you know if this could win a couple of transfers for uh, Lyon as well even if they go out yeah. if they go out swinging mm-hmm. and if they go out close I think that could win even Depay oh, yeah. a transfer back to maybe the Premier League or something like that because he's a very underrated player. yeah and I think Leon have at least a hundred 
20 million in the bag for both Ndombele and Aouar. In the future, I think that's 100%. They're going to get at least that much for those two. And then if they can add, you know, I, mean, I mean, I'm sure Fakir will get interest in the summer as well from Liverpool oh, yeah, again, right. Bayern and, 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 and all of them. And, uh, and De- Depay, of course, will get, will get attention because he'll be pretty young. He's only 23 or 24, I believe. And he's playing so well mm-hmm. as a center forward now. Um, but again, Barca are not playing at their full potential, I would say. I mean, even in La Liga, they aren't as far mm-hmm. ahead as they should be. But right. Messi is in red-hot form right now. And even this past weekend, three goals and two assists um, <laughs> is, you know, it's unstoppable. He is unstoppable at the moment. Yeah. And, and we, we've always, like, he, he, he always is. But right now, it's a, yeah. at a different level. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, there's still a month, there's still two months to yeah. go um, at the current moment of recording on December 17th. <laughs> but, I mean, if he's even in poor form, I would expect him to get a goal against yeah. Ronaldo. He's just that good. He's a cheat code, like you've said before. Him and Ronaldo are just the guys that push the teams over the yeah. limit. Um, I just I can't see with Leon's subpar defense. Yeah. I don't I don't see them uh I don't see him them shutting down. Mm-hmm. The one thing that I've always known about when I watch Barcelona, especially against uh Atletico, because that's obviously my team, you have to beat Barcelona when Messi has a bad game. Yeah. When Messi has a bad game, you have a chance, but when he doesn't, you don't have a chance. Yeah, you're exactly right. It's just like Ronaldo. You have to he has to have a bad game. Mm-hmm. Ronaldo is generally the guy who comes through more often lately in the Champions League. Mm-hmm. But Messi is going to, like, against a team like Lyon, I don't expect him to not score. Yeah. You know, I, I I, think, unless there's a freak show accident, which I can't see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I think it'll be really hard for Lyon to contain him and uh, Barcelona in general. I mean, as you said, their defense is a lot weaker than the midfield or attack. So they're going to be banking on, you know, soak up the pressure and then hit them on the counter, which did work against mm-hmm. Man City, but I... Uh, I can't see them repeating that against Barcelona to that extent, you know, no. to an extent where they have a chance to win, I don't think. Yeah. All right, so Dortmund versus Spurs is a matchup you said earlier that you're really excited by, and I can't help but Very. agree with you there. Because yeah. they're pretty even on paper. I mean, I would say Spurs are a bit more quality, but Dortmund are playing better football right now. They're top of the Bundesliga yeah. by nine points against over Bayern, as we said earlier. And Spurs mm-hmm. are a bit on and off. Um, lost to Arsenal a couple of weeks ago, but then they beat Chelsea just before that and are playing really, really well at the moment. Um, I mean, it's hard to predict this one because of, of how even these teams are. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Dortmund is looking like they are going to be Bundesliga champions. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're a Dortmund fan, knock on wood right yeah. now. But uh, again, like I said, they they they're seeming to get those young players. Sancho has uh, really gotten that English media just yeah. hyped on on this kid, um, and he's a very f- good fast player. Um, Hakimi has really impressed me. I was not impressed by him when he played at Real yeah. Madrid, but he looks like a different player at at Bruce yeah. Dortmund. I mean, he look he looks like he's uh, like he could stay there, and I think he should on his career path. Um, it seems as though Berkey has kind of been covered yeah. up really well too. He's uh, they they only conceded two goals in the group stages 
and that was against Atletico in the Wanda Metropolitano. They beat Atletico four nothing, which I think was the shock, uh, the shock result of the whole yeah. tournament for me, especially. Um, but I mean, they looked really, really, really good yeah. throughout that whole group stage, yeah. and I, I'm, uh, I'm just, I'm excited to see it because I think players like uh, Son yeah. and uh, Keen are always, and Lucas are always very exciting players to watch as well. Yeah, and. I think it's going to be uh, just a back-and-forth slugfest. Yeah, the thing about Spurs is that they, they barely squeaked through to this stage. I mean, they they started out the Champions League really poorly, you know, and then they kind of, you know, redeemed themselves, and they got lucky on the last match day with Inter drawing to PSV and then picking up a, a late point against Barcelona and them through. And, you know, I think they'll be okay with the draw against Dortmund because it could have been a lot worse for them. They could yep. have drawn, you know, a Barcelona, a PSG, whatever. But I think Spurs have enough quality. I think they have the better manager, which will make a difference. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, I think I think they're just a slightly better team, despite how well Dortmund are playing. Mm. So, I, so from what I'm hearing, you're picking Spurs. I am picking Spurs, unfortunately. That'll make it three times well, they've been to the quarterfinals since the last time Arsenal were there, but... We'll just Ooh, forget about that. Must make your blood <laughs> boiling. Hey, no worries. Well, I'll be patient. I'll be patient. Well, I mean, you've won an you've won an FA Cup, and when's the last exactly, time you won the yeah. trophy? Ooh, exactly. I'm sorry, Spurs fan. I'm gonna have to go with Dortmund. I think uh, as much as the Bundesliga has been downgraded, in my opinion, to the fifth best league, not the fourth best mm-hmm. league, league uh, overtaking them. Yeah. I think that when you're top of the league like this, when you've performed well against teams like Atletico. Um, and you're you're looking like a high flying team that the hipsters are just bouncing <laughs> right now. You, you could just hear them in the stands. But um, I think I think players like Royce are and Paco Alcácer mm-hmm. is is always a is a finisher. Yeah, you, you know what is right ridiculous now. about him is that he has eleven goals in the Bundesliga, and two of them have come as a starter. The other nine yeah. have been off. That is that is actually ridiculous. Like I've never seen anything even yeah. close to that. Do you think that him as a sub is better as, than him as a starter? Just from hearing yeah. that alone, I don't even I don't even know if you yeah I him I actually lately. watched him this past weekend and he did score um as a starter it was you know his second goal from from uh, right from the get get go but you know they they exercised their option to buy him he's gonna be a Dortmund player and I think you know if if someone's gonna be good off the bench I mean they they can't be you know that much worse as a, as a starter so. I think yeah. I think it's okay. I yeah. think I think he he's gonna be a good striker for them in the in the coming years. You know, maybe he he is better as a, as a super sub, but I think he's shown enough quality to be able to trust him as a starter from from now on. I agree yeah. with that. I agree with that for sure. All right, so Roma versus Porto, a bit of you know the minnow mm. matchup here. Uh, yeah, Porto definitely. won that group where you know there really was no favorite. Uh, yeah, no. with the port with them, Schalke, Galatasaray, and one more. And locomotive right, that's Moscow, what it was. but yeah, so they came out on top against teams that we, you know, expect to be at the same level as them, and they're drawn against Roma, which I think is one of the better draws for Porto. I think that's yeah, the best yeah, draw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. one of the better draws for Porto for sure. Again, for um, Roma, that's also was, the best draw for them. Yeah, you. When I was looking at it for Atletico, since they dropped down, I was praying for Porto. Mm. Obviously, I got the worst pick, <laughs> but it it just seems as though like. Uh, as much as the Portuguese league is 
is uh, good, which is very good. It's in that second tier, I think, of the Russian Premier League, the Premier League in Portugal, and the Eredivisie yeah, in the definitely. Netherlands. I would say Turkish League is up there as well. And the Turkish League, my bad. My yeah. bad. But um, I just, uh, I think, I don't know if uh, Porto has it in them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think uh, I think Dzeko is going to be a huge part of uh, Roma scoring. Yeah. Since Roma's been, you know, they've been very, very inconsistent. Seventh in Syria R right now. Yeah. Doesn't look too, too well for them in that. But they were semi-finalists for a reason yeah. last year. We can't forget. Yeah. I, uh, I think it's difficult to predict this one. But I think Roma, having the quality they do, will shine through. Especially with Sengiz under and, and Dzeko especially. Um, I think they just have a bit too much for Porto. Mm-hmm. You would agree? I, I would agree. I don't I don't know too much about Porto to give a full full opinion, especially. Yeah. Um yeah, I, I would have to agree. Um I think I think Roma's lucked out or sorry, not lucked out. I think they've lucked in. <laughs> they've gotten the best the best possible uh, uh draw they can make. But I think this will be a fun one. Mm. You know, the, as much as it, it is a minnow team, yeah. um it's it's never never really Unentertaining football mm-hmm. when you know that these two sides, reputation-wise, yeah. isn't super defensive, mm-hmm. which I don't mind. But for the casual fans, you know they like their goals, they like their yeah. FIFA style of play, and um, I think this one will give yeah, a good I, show. I think they'll put yeah, a good and, show. And what I like about this draw is that you know both teams will go into it thinking that they have a good chance to win, which is mm-hmm. which, if you remember last year, Roma uh, got Shakhtar in the round of sixteen. Mm-hmm. And that was a very, very yeah. good draw uh, tie. Sorry, they they uh, Shakhtar really pushed Roma, and you know Roma Roma pulled it off, and they beat Barcelona. Yeah. Uh, the next tie, the last one, is a bit of the opposite of that. Man City against Schalke. <laughs> is this a question of how much Man City will win by, rather than if Man City will win? Yeah, um, there is no chance that Schalke wins this. <laughs> they are thirteenth in the Bundesliga. <laughs> they have. Four wins, three draws, eight losses, yeah. 15 points in total, 16 goals for, 21 goals against. Mm. I mean, and City, who are 44 points in the Premier League, 48 goals mm. for, 10 goals yeah. against. I mean, yeah, there is no there is no way mm. that they are losing this one. Not a chance. Yeah, but City have lost two games this year against uh, Lyon and Chelsea. Uh, but yeah, mm-hmm. I think this is going to be a, a, a blowout. Uh, you know, I yeah. think it's very hard to even make a case for Schalke whatsoever. Um, Schalke, you know, they did well to get out of their group. They, they you know, finished above Galatasaray pretty comfortably. Um, yeah. They could, but, you know, it, it wasn't a tough group. You know, they didn't have a, a giant team in that group, and Porto did win it comfortably no. as well. Uh, yeah, I don't see yeah. anything in the Schalke team that's going to upset Man City. Not at all. I mean, it's, it's, it's unfortunate to see... Uh, sometimes be this way but hey you know that's 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 life uh Leroy Sané is coming back mm-hmm. against yeah. Schalke for the first time um I'm sure he'll he'll have a blast yeah. doing it and scoring a goal yeah. against them because I'm still <laughs> on the standard of he's gonna yeah. score because it's a former mm-hmm. club um but yeah Man City's gonna run away with this uh they have Aguero and that's pretty much better than every single other player mm-hmm. again on Schalke yeah. combined probably yeah. Um, no disrespect to Schalke, but yeah, Man City. Yeah, and this is the one tie I think that 
that there's going to can 100% winner. The other ones, you know, you could see yeah. Leon conjuring up something. You could see Ajax, but uh, I think Schalke yeah. are, uh, have been handed a really tough draw here. Yeah, they. Uh, I don't think they. I think they would have had. They couldn't get Porto. So who else? Yeah, they, I, they couldn't have drawn anybody. Yeah. Really, it's Man City, mm-hmm. Real Madrid, Bayern Munich, Juventus. Yeah. Sorry, not not Bayern Munich. Uh, PSG, mm-hmm. Barcelona, and they couldn't even get Dortmund. Yeah, you're right. So they they were. <laughs> The probably the the best one would have been oh maybe Real Madrid, <laughs> yeah, maybe, yeah. like I mean maybe Real Madrid. Yeah, I think I think you're right. Actually, that's pretty funny. Or maybe Bayern actually. Oh no, sorry, yeah, they can't have Bayern. Yeah. No, they couldn't because yeah, right, they're the on the same, they're in the same country. Yeah. So I think uh, I think uh, Schalke is just they're in it for the round of sixteen mm-hmm. tie money, mm-hmm. and they're gonna walk. Yeah, out I now. mean they did well to get here, so I mean credit to them. Yeah. All right, so that is yeah. all. Eight matchups here in the the Champions League round of sixteen. Um, as we said at the start, I think this is going to be one of the better knockout stages that we've seen in quite a while. Um, yeah, so thanks for joining me, Nick. Yeah, no problem, Heath. As always, a pleasure. Thank you. So, this is our first episode of the revamped version of this Free Flow Football podcast. Um, I'm not sure how long it's going to take for these to get up on iTunes and Spotify since uh, I did wipe it all and restart it just to, you know, improve and get better and make this so much better for the viewer. But thank you guys so much for listening to this and we're going to keep producing these, I promise on a consistent basis. So look out for it in the future and YouTube is coming guys. So stay tuned. Thanks.